All right, we are back here for week five of the Moneyline podcast. Um, usually I release this earlier, but um, had some personal stuff going on this week, just got really busy. And also, more importantly, I didn't know what games would or wouldn't be being played due to COVID. I wanted to see how that worked out before doing this. Actually, turned out I didn't do, uh, I didn't involve myself in any of the games, the Bills game and the Patriots game that are, uh, that are being rescheduled now due to COVID, but I wanted just to wait and see on that for the fantasy podcast as well. Tune into that, the fantasy football help desk, where I'm having more success than I'm having here. One, three, and one last week. I'm down to seven, 11, and two on the season. Maybe he's got to fade my picks. I'm kidding, of course. We're going to get this thing back on track this week. Hey, one good week and we're right back at 500. Two good weeks and I'm hitting at a pro level. That's what we're aiming for. Let's go to this week. Here are my five bets I like for this week. All right, first one. I like the Chiefs minus 11 at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, looking back at this matchup, their division rivals. The Chiefs have won the last three games versus the Raiders by at least 18 points, meaning the Chiefs are a terrible matchup for the now Las Vegas Raiders. Also, very important, Vegas can't defend anyone. We saw Josh Allen and the Bills go up and down the field uh, last week. Now, I know the Bills are a really, really good offense this year, but the Raiders weren't able to defend Cam Newton and the Patriots. They weren't able to defend the Carolina Panthers. They just don't play very good defense. Um, uh, other than that one Monday night game against the Saints, where even the Saints went up and down the field, they just shot themselves in the foot a couple of times. Also, division rivalry in this game means there won't be a letdown for Kansas City. I think they're kind of chomping at the bit. They weren't pleased with their offensive performance against the Patriots last week. I think they want to get back on the field and really light it up against a very downtrodden Raiders defense. Oakland, they're bad in the secondary. They're bad at pass rush. They're bad at linebacker position. I don't really I don't really see a strength for this Oakland Raider defense. And the Chiefs defense has played really, really well this, scene, this season, meaning I don't think this gets into a shootout where uh, the Vegas Raiders where they keep up with them and they're able to uh, they're able to at least score with them for a bit and cover the spread. I think the Chiefs win and cover 38 to 20. Chiefs defense has played very well this year and the offense is you know borderline unstoppable and certainly the Raiders aren't going to stop them. I think the Chiefs win comfortably here in game one. All right now my second game of the week. I like the Texans minus five and a half against Jacksonville. Now I know the Texans are 0-4 but Three of the losses have come to pretty good teams. You have the the best team in the league, the Kansas City Chiefs. They lost on opening day. They have the Baltimore Ravens, who might be the second best team in the league. Definitely the second best team in the AFC. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are um, they're undefeated right now. They're 3-0, maybe with the best defense in the NFL. So I do think, uh, despite being 0-4, I think the Texans are better than their record. Um, and also, Bill O'Brien is gone. What does that mean to me? Well, Bill O'Brien being gone means I think this offense is going to loosen up. I thought, I think with O'Brien, this offense has been very tight. I also think with O'Brien, he's been trying so hard to make this David Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins trade look good. He's been giving it to David Johnson way too much on just ineffective inside running plays. I think you're going to see the offense spread it out, be a lot more creative with just someone else calling the play, someone that's not so uh, hell-bent on making David Johnson look good. I think you're going to see... His carries diminish. I think you're going to see the ball fly around the yard. I think they're really going to loosen up this week. And Houston's way more talented than Jacksonville. Let's just look at the two rosters. 
I mean, at quarterback, Deshaun Watson is easily a better QB than Gardner Minshew. Regardless of what your opinion of Watson is, he is a much better quarterback than Gardner Minshew. I think the most talented player between both the teams is probably J.J. Watt for the Houston Texans. The best offensive lineman between the two teams is Laramie Tunsil for the uh, for the Texans, their left tackle. Uh, the Jack, it's not like Jack, Houston's offensive line is much maligned. It's not like the Jaguars' offensive line is very good either. You look at the receiving core with even though D Hop isn't there, Brandon Cooks, Kenny Stills, Randall Cobb, Will Fuller. Those guys are better than DJ Chark and the other guys the Jaguars put out there. I think this Texans team, yes, they deserve a lot of the flack they're getting. They shouldn't. Zero uh, and four is a terrible start. But the Jaguars were one and three. They had an upset win week one. This is a team that got. They got beat by Joe Burrow and the Bengals last week. They got handled by the Miami Dolphins on Thursday Night Football two weeks ago. I don't think Jacksonville is a very good team. Jacksonville, they really cannot defend. We saw that against Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. We saw that against Miami and Fitzmagic. And they're limited offensively with Gardner Minshew and his inability to push the ball down the field. I think the Texans are far more explosive here. I like the Texans to win and cover the 5.5, 28-21, getting their first win of the year now that Emperor O'Brien is gone. Now to my third game of the week. I know they burned me last week, but I like the Arizona Cardinals, minus 7.5, at the New York Jets. Now, again, I know that burned me last week when they played Carolina, but Arizona's playing the Jets this week. The Jets might be the worst team in NFL history. And without Sam Darnold, who I actually think is pretty solid, the Jets are going to struggle to put up any kind of points with Joe Flacco at quarterback. At least with Darnold, you saw it last week on Thursday Night Football. Darnold can move. He's mobile. He can escape some pressure. Joe Flacco is the polar opposite of mobile. That guy cannot move at all. Also, very important here, the Jets allowed 37 points to Brett Rippon last week. Kyler Murray, regardless of your opinion, is way better is a way better quarterback than Brett Rippon. The Jets' defense is devoid of any kind of talent outside of Quinn and Williams. I think Arizona goes up and down the field with ease. They're going to be they're going to be very comfortable, and I don't think the Jets' offense will ever be comfortable with Joe Flacco under center and his immobility behind an atrocious offensive line. I like the Cardinals to win and cover 35-24. to I just don't see... I don't see how the Jets are stopping anybody. I mean, they allowed 37 to Brett Rippon last week. I think I'm being generous, giving the Cardinals only 35 and giving the Jets 24 here. This feels like a blowout. I'd like to get it at least at 7. So for a backdoor cover, I get a push if the Jets make it a touchdown game. But I'll take the 7.5. I like the Cardinals easily beating the New York Jets. Okay, fourth game of the week. I'm going with the underdog here. I like the Philadelphia Eagles plus eight and a half against their in-state rivals, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, the Steelers are three and zero, but I don't think they're as good as you think. That offense, even though Big Ben is back there at quarterback and not Duck Hodges or Mason Rudolph, Big Ben is not what he used to be. It's not Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown anymore. They have solid skill position guys, but not elite players really anywhere. And also, for the first time this year, the Eagles have some momentum following the Sunday Night Football win over the San Francisco 49ers. And one thing we've seen with Philadelphia, Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz, they've been at their best with their backs against the wall. Remember last year, they're 5-7 and seven going into the last four weeks of the season. They have no receivers. Everyone's hurt. Greg Ward's the number one guy. And they reel off four straight wins to end the year, making the playoffs. Somehow, the Eagles are leading, are leading the NFC East at 1-2-1. One, and one. I think they have some momentum. And also, I think Peterson and Wentz play their best with their backs against the wall. I think they're a good, they're a good underdog team, not a great favorite team necessarily. 
And I just don't think the Steelers' offense is good enough to be giving up over a touchdown, especially when Carson Wentz, despite he's had a disappointing start to the year, I do think Carson Wentz is the uh, he's the better quarterback in this matchup. I do like the Steelers to win. The Eagles' offensive line issues are probably too much for the Eagles to pull off this upset. I like the Steelers to win, but I think the Eagles cover. The Eagles do have a very capable defense, a very good defensive line. Darius Slay has really helped out their secondary. They finally have a corner that can count on. Steelers win 23-20, but Eagles cover the 8.5. Alright, now to my last pick of the week. My favorite pick of the week. I'm calling this a lock right here. I like the Colts in a pick against Cleveland. I've been hard on the Colts this year on this podcast. They proved me wrong time and time again. I'm going with them this week against the Browns, who's everybody's uh, everyone's superstar right now. Now, the Browns they're fun, but their wins are against teams that are combined 3-8-1 and one this season. I know they're 3-1, and one, but maybe we're overrating them just a little bit. Also, the Colts' defense is legit. had a conversation with somebody this week. Are the Colts the best defense in the league? He brought this up to me. My first reaction was no, and that's probably your first reaction as well. Is no, the Colts aren't the best defense in the league. Name a defense better than them right now. You're going to have a hard time doing so. DeForest Buckner is a really elite player on that defensive line. Uh, Darius Leonard at linebacker is one of the best and most unknown linebackers in the NFL. Leighton Van Der Esch gets all the publicity from that draft class because he plays for the Dallas Cowboys. But Darius Leonard is a really, really good linebacker. And Kenny Moore, Rakusin at cornerback. Malik Hooker in the secondary at safety. They do a really good job. They're very disciplined. They don't allow big plays. And the Colts, I said the word already, Discipline. The Colts are a very, very disciplined team. The Colts are, or, and the Browns are not a particularly disciplined team. They do commit dumb penalties. They are prone to mistakes. Baker is prone to throw interceptions, and the Colts feast on those kind of things. I do think the Colts are going to bait Baker into a couple of turnovers. Also, without Nick Chubb, I do think Kareem Hunt is really, really good. But the Browns have relied on a one-two punch in the backfield. I think the Colts are going to... Uh, I think they're missing an element of the offense with Nick Chubb. The Browns are. I think the Colts are going to capitalize on that. I like the Colts to win here 20-14. to 14. Um, I just don't think the Browns are going to be able to do enough against a very, very good Colts team. All right, now we're going to the last thing in the podcast. Um, pretty sure you guys are wondering. I've had a bad last couple of weeks. How the heck do I still have money to gamble here? Have I not lost all my money at this point? Well, the reason why I haven't is because I've had a lot of success betting the over and under in various NFL games this year. So this is going to be my last little segment of the day. I'm going to tell you the over under bets I like for this week. Um, a lot of games this year in the NFL have been going over, especially the Cowboys game. Uh, I bet the Cowboys overs in every game after the Rams game this season and every time it's hit with you know, at some point in the third quarter, the Cowboys just love going over the, uh, they love going over. Um, so with that being said, here are the over bets I like for this week. Um, first one, Carolina, Atlanta over 54 points. Um, Carolina is not good defensively. I think Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator, is a very clever play caller. I think he's going to be able to put up points pretty much regardless. And this Atlanta defense is not very good. And like I said, Carolina's not good defensively. Atlanta's not good defensively. Atlanta does have Matt Ryan. They do have Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. Um, They do have Hayden Hurst, who's a tight end I like. I think Atlanta puts up a lot of points. I almost put this game in my bets. I was leaning towards Atlanta, minus 2.5. Couldn't bring myself to put any money on the Falcons, though, with how inconsistent they are. But I do think points are going to be scored in this game. Love the over here. I think both teams clear 30. So 54, over 54 seems pretty easy to me. 
Second over I like is Minnesota and Seattle over 56.5. Like I said, a lot of games have been going over this year, almost 70%. Um, so this game, 56.5. Seattle's defense is terrible. People talk about Seattle like they should be co-favorites with Green Bay in the NFC. I just don't see it. And I love Russell Wilson. I think there's an argument to be made that he's the best quarterback in the NFL, not Patrick Mahomes. In fact, I myself wouldn't make that very argument. But the Seattle defense is really, really bad. They don't have a pass rush. They can't cover anybody. Bobby Wagner's had a Hall of Fame career, but he's lost a step. He's not the dominant presence he used to be in the middle of that defense. I just really don't see any high-end players for Seattle on the defensive side of the ball. And for Minnesota, losing to Neil Hunter at the start of the season was a big loss. They don't have bookend pass rushers with him and Yannick Ngakwe. They lost several players in free agency, including including uh, Xavier Rhodes, the corner. Um, but they lost so many starters in free agency this year. Um, the Vikings are still figuring it, out figuring it out defensively. And Russell Wilson's going to score on anybody. I think Seattle's going to allow points to anybody as well. I like this game going over 56 and a half. All right, my third bet of the week. Like I said, I've had success going with the Cowboys over. I'm doing it again. Giants-Cowboys over 53 points. Um, without it, it, This one's a little tougher because the Giants' offense is really, really bad. But so is the Cowboys' defense. I think the Cowboys' defense, they're prone to give up at least a couple of big plays. And the Giants' defense... Much like, uh, I think, with Carolina and Seattle, I think the Giants' defense is really devoid of any kind of talent uh, on that side of the ball. Dallas has put up points on everybody they face this year, except maybe the Rams only putting up 17 points. Um, I really like this game going over. I think Dallas is going to put up, you know, north of 35 points. Um, and watching Dallas this year, do you really see them allowing less than 20 points to anybody with how bad they've been playing with how badly with how poorly they tackle i think this game goes over 53 both defenses are atrocious when i had a conversation with somebody this week what happens when the very movable force meets the uh very stoppable object um well i think the giants offense being the object is going to score some points on that dallas defense i think dallas wins the game fairly easily but it's going to clear 53 points okay now my fourth bet of the week Almost put this one in my bets, but I stayed away from it. I don't like to bet on bad teams. But Rams and Washington, I like them to go under 46 and a half. Um, I think I might have been too high on the Rams offense after the after the Bills game. Uh, they got hot later in that game. But the Rams are a stoppable offense. Their offensive line outside of Andrew Whitworth, the left tackle, is not very good. They have... They don't, with Cam Akers yet to emerge, he's been injured. They don't really have a reliable running back. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are really, really good, but neither, neither of them are explosive, dynamic, number one type receivers. And you look at the Washington defense, um, Chase Young's coming back. They have a really good defensive line with him and Ryan Kerrigan and Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen. Uh, good defensive lines are going to give the Rams problems. Washington has that, and Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, those are good defensive coaches on the Washington side of the ball. Um, and then we look at the at Washington. They made the quarterback switch this week, going with uh, Kyle Allen over Dwayne Haskins. Um, I think Allen's probably a little bit better at this point. He's not as mistake-prone as Haskins. But outside of Terry McLaurin, what uh, what quality player does Washington really have on offense? Don't see them putting up a lot of points. Wouldn't be surprised if Washington actually springs an upset in this game. Uh, but I think it's going under the 46.5 that's set. 
Uh, I think both teams are going to have trouble clearing 20. I think the first team to 20 wins this game. Uh, I like the under 46.5 in this one. And then my last uh, my last over-under bet of the week, I had them in my podcast, Browns and the uh, Browns and the Colts. I said 20-14 to 14 on the pod. That means it's going to be well under the 48 on the over-under for this week. Um, the Colts, maybe they're the best defense in football. It's hard to argue given the way they're playing. Probably just have to throw out that Jacksonville game from week one where Phillip Rivers is kind of a turnover machine. They held the Vikings to three points. They held Nick Foles and the Bears down for almost the entire game. Um, the Colts' defense is really, really good. Um, and the Browns, without Nick Chubb, they're going to lose a dynamic. They're going to lose part of the offense. And the Colts are not going to give up the big plays. So, you know, the shot plays to Odell. Obviously, that end around that Odell had last week, that was more a product of bad Dallas defense than a great play by Odell Beckham Jr. Um, under 48 here. I really don't see either team scoring that much. I think the Colts defense is great. The Browns defense I don't think is all that good, but it's not like the Colts offense is very explosive. Um, Phillip Rivers, like I said on the podcast this week, the Right on Sports podcast, I think he's a shot fighter. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's not what he once was. And Jonathan Taylor has yet to really break out for the Colts like I thought he would. Um, I like under 48. Maybe not quite as low scoring as 20 to 30, as twenty to 14 that I had it, but uh, I like the under 48 here. I don't see either of these teams really scoring a ton of points. Well, that's it this week for the Moneyline podcast. Uh, hopefully we win some money this week. I had actually... Quite a few people hit me up saying, hey, you're losing me money. Uh, make these bets at your own risk. Uh, don't bet your ret check on it, please. Uh, only gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Uh, because you got to be prepared to lose if you're gambling. There's a reason why it's called gambling. All right. Love you guys. We'll see you next week right here on the Moneyline Podcast.